0: Good Gab, sponsored by SkillSkin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. Good morning. Today we get the great pleasure to speak with Terry L. Fossum, uh, Ultimate Driving Force. This is an award-winning author, number one on the Wall Street bestseller list. Terry, thanks for joining us.
1: I'm so excited to be here. I really appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah, Terry, it's just a good morning this morning. Yeah, like winter is still with us, maybe waning.
1: Maybe, maybe. We'll take it. Whatever. Yeah, we'll take it.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us. It's just, uh, we're happy to have you here. And yeah, tell our listeners a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah, you bet. Be happy to. Um, first of all, I'm not a native to Spokane. Um, I'll, I'll go just my more recent background, then we'll go back further than that. Um, I'm from Texas. Texas, all right. our our neighbors to the south. And I got my degree in mechanical engineering and was going to go into the Air Force. So I put in for... You get three choices. So I put in for a a mechanical engineering job in Texas for my first one. For my second one, was a mechanical engineering job in Texas. My third one, though, was a mechanical engineering job in Texas. This
0: man loves Texas. Uh, Well, Well,
1: it's my home country. Heck, yeah. Nice place to be. Yeah, yeah. From. Um, (laughs) But... the. But then the Air Force gave me my assignment, which was a non-engineering job, spearheading a brand new career field in the Air Force. Nobody had ever done it before in somewhere called Spokane, Washington. (laughs) And my exact quote to the colonel was, that sucks, sir. it It really was. But then I got up here and, you know, first of all, got into the community immediately. In fact, my squadron, we started up a Boy Scout troop. I'm a lifelong Boy Scout, Eagle Scout, all of that. And that got me into the community, and there was a big uh, area-wide award called the United Way Volunteer of the Year. So I got here in 88. By 90, I was the United Way Volunteer of the Year for the area. You're like, all right, I fit in. Well, you can't not. The people around the Spokane area, you know, Coeur d'Alene, this, this whole area, the Northwest, are just amazing, giving, caring people. It's true. It's true. And they rally behind a cause. So right away, like, I love these people. I got up into the mountains. You notice I haven't left, right? (laughs) Right. Like a lot of us military people, we don't leave because we we get here and like, it's amazing. I know, it's like the
0: secret. Yeah, the inland Northwest.
1: And let's keep it like that. We're okay with that. (laughs) No doubt. You know? Um, And yeah, got into the community, started a little business on the side, and then they couldn't move me out. They they couldn't do it because I just loved the area too much. The business was going well. So I stayed. Um, And you know, the rest, as they say, is history. But talking about some of the things that might be of interest to specifically your listeners is it wasn't always that great. In fact, the place that I grew up in, Texas, was literally the poorest city in the entire United States of America. The poorest city. And I love my hometown. Don't get me wrong. I really do. Great people, great food, you know, the whole bit. But it could be a little rough growing up there sometimes with all the gangs and the drugs.
0: I can imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was on the wrong end of an assault rifle in junior high. In my own back alley.
0: Yeah, I bet that didn't feel right.
1: That, uh, you know, it'll get your attention. It'll get your attention. Of course, there's stories behind that. So that was in junior high. In high school, my father was killed. Before he died, one of the neighbors came up to him and said, I just want to make sure you understand something. Not a single one of your boys will ever grow up to be anything. That's my start. Now, again, don't there's get some me
0: motivation behind that statement.
1: Well, it, and it turned out to be that way. In fact, that statement right there not only propelled me, but now because of this book that's come out, that concept of letting something like that propel you, not hold you back, but propel you is now helping thousands and thousands of people across the country and around the world. So every negative, for the most part, can be turned into a positive and that's what we've done. And now that's what I go out and teach one of the things. Well, Terry, tell us more
0: about this book.
1: So what a blessing. What a blessing. Um, first of all, I should say that I started in business, right? And I, I mentioned it turned out really well. It did not start that way. I was terrible at it. Okay. I was terrible. My ba- I'm a mechanical engineer, nuclear warfare officer, <laughs> not known for sales skills, right? Right. Right. And and I would try But everything want, can be learned. Everything can be learned, you know, if you have the appropriate motivation But it wasn't working for me because I would try and fail and try and fail and try and fail i finally built up to where I was making 40 grand a year which overtook my captain's pay. I'm excited. I'm Jack, This is it. I made it right and literally lost three-fourths of my income overnight. Ouch That's not the word I used <laughs> uh, I was heartbroken I was heartbroken there was tears absolutely there was tears I was devastated devastated after trying so hard so long so long so long so hard maybe he was right maybe the guy was right maybe I really was going to grow up to be nothing wait a minute wait a minute It ticked me off. Good. Yeah, that's what happened. It ticked me off. I said, now, wait a minute. I can let this devastate me or I can let it fuel me. And then I started reaching those goals because every time I get the 25th no, or I'd be tired, exhausted, I don't want to keep doing it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I would go back to, no, I'm not going to let that happen. I'm not going to. So I found out something throughout all of this. And this was fascinating to me. I actually created what's called the ox cart technique just based on my own experiences. I found out there's Nobel prize winning science behind it.
0: (laughs) You just fell into it.
1: I kind of fell into it by God's grace, man. You know, because that was fueling me. I found out. Enlighten us. I, I really need to know. Oh, baby. Well, I mean, we all know that most people fail at their goals, right? Sure. I mean, that, that's just the cold, hard facts. Most people fail their goals. Even people who are good at
0: achieving goals, we're still going to fail them as they, you know, try to achieve.
1: Absolutely. Because things get in the way. We get really pumped up. We're really going to do it this time. We're excited. But over time, life gets in the way, right? The excuses start coming in. And we start believing the lies that are excuses, because that's what excuses lie, are. They're lies we tell ourselves because we don't want to believe it's our fault. Something else really did get in the way. How human. Absolutely. (laughs) Which we all are, you know. Um, So we, I I found out that the the prospect of gain, the fear of loss is a better motivator than the prospect of gain. Let me say it again, because I messed it up the first time. The fear of loss is a greater motivator than the prospect of gain depending on the individual or the situation. In other words, I tried all the goal setting techniques I learned, you know, all the positive visualization, which is important, but it's not enough. I did the dream boards where Uh you put up your,
0: yep, there you go. Sell a million books.
1: There you go. And put up a picture of a big house and a big car and all that. Problem is that stuff doesn't motivate me. Okay. I'm my happiest in a tent in the middle of nowhere. So all that stuff didn't do it for me. It certainly was not strong enough. It's important. Okay. I don't want to say it's not, but it's not enough on its own. And a lot of us who are into goal setting and such have heard about the Harvard study. Sure. Where, there you go. 100% of the people who wrote down their goals achieved them. You've heard the story. Yes. You've heard that it's a lie. <laughs> it didn't happen. The Harvard, that Harvard study did not exist. Really? Harvard, absolutely. Harvard themselves says there was no study. It's also been accredited to Yale, et cetera, et cetera. All of which go and like,
0: every sales seminar I've been a part of as a salesperson in my life. So, yes. <laughs> see? Dang, it's a lie. And the truth shall set <laughs> you
1: free. But, but too often, exactly, those are the things we're taught. And then we wonder why we're not succeeding. So what I did is I set up this, what I call the ox cart technique. Now, in order to see why I call it the ox cart technique, get the book. It's called the, uh, the ox cart technique. Uh, blueprint for success ebook only at this point because we're getting some high level endorsements we talked about earlier but I'm not allowed to say on the air
0: can you find it on Amazon right now
1: you can find it on Amazon right, right. now Barnes and Noble etc. it was Barnes and Noble number one it was Wall Street Journal number one congratulations thank you. Yeah. And Amazon number one not some said subcategory Amazon number one yeah what a blessing what a crazy blessing but the bottom line is it actually works now I will say it is not for the faint of heart okay This is not your, I want to just feel good about myself and life and bunnies and unicorns and all. That ain't what this is, all right? This is real. This is down and dirty. Roll up your sleeves, get into the dirt and make it happen kind of stuff, all right? Because the first thing you're going to do is I'm going to have you visualize. Now, people are going to freak out at this. This is why a lot of people go, oh, you can't do that. It works, okay? Visualize whatever your goal is. And by the way, not just a business goal, it could be a marital goal.
0: Come on, listeners, right now, be with us. You can visualize with us right now.
1: We're going to go for it. All right, all right, let's do this. Okay, we're going to do this. Let's talk marital goal, because that's an emotional one, okay? And over 50% of the marriage, well, about 50% of the marriages fail. Sure. All right, my first one included.
0: Hey, are we cousins? There There we go. (laughs) See, there we go,
1: there we go. Ain't going to happen again, because I am using this technique every single day, and I can tell you, This marriage is strong, baby. All right? So the first. All right, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Here we go. And again, you're only going to get part of it because I don't have the specific words. I don't have the book in front of me. My apologies. I'm just coming from a medical appointment, actually. You got to buy the book and read it. Well, I I do recommend it because um, you want to do this the exact way. And I I give examples in there of other people and everything. The the responses have been, again, from names we've all heard in, in the motivational world and all of that are endorsing this book i'm tripping out all right i really am but again it works so let let's let's do it first of all we're going to develop your failure scenario okay and i want you to think about this think about your darling okay and what happens if your marriage fails how do you feel
0: yeah terrible
1: terrible tell me more about that
0: yeah like you feel like a failure you might uh Be scared,
1: okay? And tell me more about that.
0: Yeah, if you're feeling scared, then like, what do you do? What's your next path?
1: Okay, loss, loss. And tell me more about that loss.
0: Yeah, not feeling self worth.
1: Okay, good, good, good. I'm I'm already seeing in your eyes. By the way, you're doing this. (laughs) You know, to begin with, especially since we're on the air. A lot of people want to just stay surface because we've still got this facade up, right? right? Yeah. When I do this in my seminars. Most of the audience is crying, and that's okay.
0: Yeah, well, they're being authentic, right? They're and being connecting. authentic.
1: And it's that emotion that's going to drive you, okay? Now, I have people write that down.
0: It's the fear of loss, fear not of loss gain.
1: Right. And the combination of both of them is the most powerful goal-setting technique in the world. And by the way, I've got some really, really high line uh, minds in the scientific world. In fact, a, a gentleman... Uh, that was named one of the top 10 minds in science, something that effect by discover magazine says that this is the, the biggest, God, what did he say? Exactly. The the biggest innovation in goal setting in recent history.
0: Well, I got to say it resonates with me in a big way. Um, in, I was a salesperson for a long time, Sold medical devices, and I was never number one. I was always a solid middle. Okay. All right. And I didn't know it. Like the money did not motivate me. It didn't matter how much they would just drop on me. It just I didn't care.
1: Bingo, bingo. And,
0: but I didn't realize that loss was, you know, that resonates. It what happens, does motivate me. There you go. What happens
1: yeah. if you don't reach those goals? Because mm-hmm. it can be business, you know, um, for your company.
0: I remember what motivated me now. Like I was thinking like I didn't want to lose the respect I had with the peers.
1: Okay. So now that kept it.
0: me going. It's like, so this really, I'm feeling it. Now you're, yeah. there <laughs> it is.
1: There it is. Now I teach some specific words. So you write that down. That is your failure scenario. And you write that down. And by the way, i all, I want to say, I've never taught this on the air before. <laughs> this is a first, this first. usually it's via the, the book. The well, I'm going to
0: buy it. I can't wait to read this. There you go.
1: Uh, in-person seminars, or I'm about to be doing a coaching program. So we'll, we we'll continue now talking about this, but, um, for those that might be interested in learning when it comes out, go to Terry and get on my list right now. We're redoing the website. We're redoing everything, but you can get on my list for future.
0: Tell us about the seminars, uh, are they in person or are you doing them uh, online? How do people access this content?
1: We, we've been doing them in person. Now we haven't since COVID started and we haven't started them up again, but if I find the interest there, we'll kick it off and, and we'll kick them off again. I mean, right here in Spokane, we could do it. If I find the interest there, reach out, you know, absolutely reach out. Um, and the coaching program is going to be spectacular. So now back to the, and and that'll be available online to begin with, maybe even some in person. I haven't, haven't decided yet, quite frankly. Um, Okay. Now you've got your failure scenario. That'll drive you at the bottom. You put something defective. And again, I'm sorry, I don't have the exact words here. Get the book. (laughs) Um, Or even just go to the website because they're downloadable there. This will not be my future. I will do what it takes to make sure that I accomplish my daily tasks and I'm successful. So now you've got If you have done this right, the core of your being is screaming out, I will not let this happen, right? I will take the steps. Absolutely. Let's talk about the steps. The next thing is your action plan. And I'm not an expert in a lot of stuff, but there are experts in everything, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, and accessible now.
1: And accessible (laughs) now, absolutely. As we're sitting here in a library, for instance, you know? And online, etc. They'll watch out. There's a lot of garbage online. But if I want to find out how to uh, have a better nest egg, how to apply this towards being a millionaire when I retire or then some, I'm going to go talk to the people who are millionaires, you know, and find out what they have done. If I want to have a, a great marriage, I'm going to look, I'm going to talk to marriage counselors and my spouse. What what makes you happy? What can I do to make you happy? Because that's going to be the best source of everything, right? No doubt.
0: Yeah, the direct connection.
1: You betcha. So those are the things that I'm going to do. I'm going to find out. I'm going to set up that daily action plan because, and this is important for everybody that's listening, get ready to write this down. The decision to succeed does not happen once. It happens several times a day by the actions we take or do not take. I say it again, the decision to succeed does not happen once. Yay. I'm really going to do it this time. It happens. In fact, every single day, in fact, several times a day by the actions we take and do not
0: take Yeah, all those little whys, all those little decisions that happen throughout your day. Yeah.
1: Or the excuses got in the way and I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. It's or the self doubts, the et cetera, which we'll talk about in the audio program. So that is, and we're going to do a special in that audio program for you, aren't we? That's right. So. That action plan is critical. The steps you will take. And by the way, I do not set goals. I don't set goals. I gave it up.
0: Really? So how does that look then? Just those I little set, decisions?
1: I set absolutes. I will absolutely do it. Come heck or high water, I will absolutely do it. And you know what keeps me to that?
0: Because you're
1: absolutely going to do it. I'm absolutely going to do it. And I've got this ox cart technique. Because mm-hmm. every single morning, I read that failure scenario. It makes me... My, My subconscious screamed to take the actions not to let that happen. And then I read those actions. By God, I'm going to take them. And then, now here's the fun part. Now we're going to get to this is more fun. Your success scenario. I want you to now visualize that happy marriage. Let's say 10 years now, 20 years now, 30 years. I saw this old couple walking down the street the other day here in Spokane holding hands. Yeah. Right? And you can just tell they've got that love that can only come from so much time together, from going through the troubles together, the challenges together, not letting their failure scenario be their final scenario, but that succession. So now I want you to take some time and let's bring the, the energy up here. I want you to focus. I want you to focus on your spouse smiling at you, love in their eyes. I can see it. Yeah. Happy, happy as can be, you know, still together. Doing something fun together that y'all love to do. Now I can see in your eyes right now, you're doing it, man. I am. Doesn't it feel great? Yes, because I'm on
0: a beach and it's warm (laughs) and we are holding hands. I love it.
1: Wrinkles and all. Wrinkles and all. (laughs) God bless the wrinkles. (laughs) Absolutely. And now at the end of that one that you're going to write down, this will be my future. I will do whatever it takes to make sure it comes true. So every day you're going to start by reading the failure scenario. Makes your subconscious scream to take the actions. You're gonna read those actions that you will take because you're gonna be inspired to do so. And then you're gonna read that success scenario. So you've got not just the prospect of gain, but the fear of loss both working for you.
0: Leveraging those two things together. Absolutely. Love it.
1: It works, whatever the goal is. And I've got in there, fascinating piece I'll go very short on. I was writing the book. I was in my house, my home office, writing the book. And I'm writing a, a chapter on addiction. Now, I'm not sure I really want to include it in there. Okay. But I'm, I'm going to write a chapter on addiction and, um, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't, but I got to write it. It's in my head. I got to write it while I am writing it. My doorbell rings I like, okay. I go up and it's one of my house cleaning team. And she goes, Oh, Mr. Fossum. Oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. I left my favorite sweatshirt here yesterday. Can I look around for it? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, the house better <laughs> than I do. Go for it. Right. And she goes, Oh, thank you. Thank you. But something felt weird. She goes upstairs into our bedroom area. And I follow her very quietly up the stairs. And I look through into my bathroom area. And she is in my underwear drawer.
0: Like, what is happening?
1: That is part of the words that came <laughs> into my mind. There might have been a couple of extra thrown in. And I'm looking at that. And I'm going, well, finally, okay, your sweatshirt is not in my underwear drawer. And she, oh, 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 yeah, no, it was open. I was closing it for you. And she looks past me at that point as I'm about to say, wait a minute. She looks, oh, there it is. There it is. And I look over there and there's a sweatshirt partially underneath my bed. Like, okay. And Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Like, okay. And she leaves. So I call up my wife and I said, my wife, my darling, was there a female sweatshirt underneath your side of the bed? She says, if there was, you'd be the first one to know. (laughs) So I called up the, uh, the head of the, the house cleaning team. She was robbing me. She'll never be in my house again. You decide what to do. Again, I'm going to try to go condensed. They call me up the next day. She's in tears. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm, that doesn't mean anything to me. Sorry. Yeah. Um until need she, some
0: accountability here.
1: Absolutely. Until she says, I'm addicted to painkillers. I have been for 12, 14 years. Nobody's ever caught me. My husband doesn't even know.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. I was taken about this gal. She's been, you know, cleaning my house for a while. Nice gal. Anybody can get it, can get on that. We see it all the time, don't we? Yeah, we do. So um, I'm thinking, okay, what, what, how can I help her?
0: That's a nice, uh, I don't know, a movement to that from anger and the mistrust and you know being betrayed to like going to help. Well, That's admirable. I like hearing this.
1: Well, God, God's, Keep given, going. <laughs> God, God's given me a lot of gifts, man. I, I can take zero credit, you know. So, God's given me a lot. Of, you know, this is my faith. Everybody can think of whatever they want. This is my faith. And so, who am I, right? Not to mention, it's taking a lot of context, but there, but the grace of God go I. It can happen to anybody. It happened to her. So, how can I help her? Okay. The fear of loss is a greater motivator than the prospect of gain. You're going to prison. Oh, Oh, tears, tears, tears. I'm, I'm, you're going to prison. This is a felony. She, By the way, I, I had some oxy whatever the heck in there that I didn't take after a knee injury or uh-huh. something because I didn't want to get addicted, right? Um, and that's what she was stealing. So um, you're going to prison. And Oh, whoa, 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 okay. I'll let, let that sit in for a second. I'll let that failure scenario sit in for a second as that went through her head, everything that went through her head, because you know it did. Oh, yeah. Right. I said, unless. Gasp. Silence. Unless you check into inpatient treatment immediately. After that, you do outpatient treatment. And by the way, I'm going to send you the notes for my Oxcart Technique book. I want you to read. I want you to do it. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. No, 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 no. You're about
0: to be in some work.
1: You're going to, yeah. And I will follow up. I absolutely will follow up with you and make sure you do it. And if you do it, then you can be free of this. Finally, you don't have to lie to your husband anymore. You don't have to steal from people. Success scenario. So you can see I've given her the, the three pages right there, set it up. I'm extremely happy to say she did it. She's wow. still clean. I just checked with the, the head of the housekeeping team just the other day. Still clean. Still clean after all this time. Incredible. That chapter is in the book. <laughs> Rightfully again, so. Well, again, I'm not an hmm. addiction expert. I am not that person. It's not about that. There are those people out there, and they're the ones I recommend you, that you talk to if you're in that but I am a motivation expert I guess you know yeah, and I'm, if
0: you're motivated to change here's the techniques to do it
1: there you have it there you have it absolutely so that that's the background to the book again only ebook right now at this point because we're getting some extreme high level endorsements that we're redoing the cover and we'll be putting it out in the next few months but then I'll have a coaching program that if you want some help going through that you know we'll be able to help you do that going to be a lot of fun, lot I, of fun. I can
0: see there would be a, a lot of I don't know, some synergy that happens, right? If you can be coached as you're moving through it. I would think
1: so. Yeah, there's some, we
0: do that in our own work here, you know, at SkillSkin, when we're helping people with disabilities, we like to just try to come up, you know, alongside someone Yeah. and, you know, we start to assess, see what people are good at, see what their, you know, hopes are and, and then just start to work down this employment journey together.
1: I love that. I love that. What a, what a goal. What an admirable, admirable thing to do. I love that. Thank you for doing that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's our pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. We couldn't think of doing anything else um, besides empowering people. And that's just, we love having you on to, you know, speak about, you know, what you're working on in our community and, you know, giving tools. That's not just for Spokane or where we're at. I mean, anyone can access this all over the world.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Let, let's talk, because um, I know a lot of your audience is nonprofits and, and the people, business people, et cetera, that support those nonprofits. So let's, let's talk specifics there. Uh, and now we're tabling the whole Oxcart discussion for now. Um, I was very blessed to take over as the uh, president of the Board of Directors for the Inland Northwest Council Boy Scouts of America.
0: Thank you. As a, a past Boy Scout yeah, yes, and an incredible yes. program. Thank yeah, you.
1: Absolutely. It, I mean, that's what changed my life. And, and I'll, I'll speak to that real quick and we'll come back to the nonprofits. Yeah, that'll be a good order to do this in. Um, so I'm never going to grow up to be anything, nor my brothers, right? But we had scouting. We had scouting. We had people that cared about a kid like me. And that can be many nonprofits. You know, your nonprofit cares about people that maybe a lot of people don't care about or have forgotten about. I was on the board we talked about for Project ID. Wow. What a great. Uh, organization as well. You know, um, somebody cared about me. Somebody cared enough to take care of a kid like me. So I'd love to offer some ideas to all the different nonprofits and the people supporting them. They're listening in right now, if that's okay with you.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I, I keep thinking what you're saying in Boy Scouts. I had a similar experience though. I grew up on the lower South Hill. Um, that's, uh, you know, where I grew up and our, our troop was definitely not the most well-funded, yeah. but we're definitely loved. And, uh, someone cared about the 20 people that were in our troop and we would go to camp and a lot of first time experiences for people. Yeah. I, I had uh, personally, I was blessed with some, you know, diverse experiences in my life, but some of the folks in our troop, you know, they just didn't have the means
1: Yeah, and,
0: yeah. and boy Scouts helped them. Absolutely. And, yeah. Sorry, I just was thinking about that. No, that's cool, man. That's so
1: cool. It really touched me. There you Uh. go. Well, and and again, our stories are just two out of millions of stories out there, just like them or worse, you know, that, that in this case, scouting has helped. And in the case of broader nonprofits that are helping. So for all the people out there, am I really making a difference? You are. Yes. Okay. You're listening or watching to two people that made a dramatic difference for. Now, when I took over... For the as president, we were going through some challenging times, and I'll, I'll admit that we had just separated from our CEO. We'll say that um, we're, the LDS Church had just pulled out, which was a huge percentage of our of our population here in uh, in the Northwest Council. Huge, per- in fact, it was fifty four, I believe, percent of the units were gone like that.
0: That's huge. That's huge. It can be devastating.
1: It was devastating. You know, imagine the budget imagine that just got crumbled okay now let's hit a national restructuring going on and all of the press going on about that you know now let's head in covid
0: it just piles on bam
1: bam bam and people you know ask me often god you know you probably wish you weren't the the president during that time no i thank god i was president during that time that's the time i could make the most difference with a lot of help with a lot of people don't get me wrong here all right a lot of great people One of the first things we did is I said, do not think outside the box. Whatever you do, don't think outside the box. And everybody's like, wait, what, 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 what? No, we're throwing away the box. I love it. That's it. Exactly. Throwing away the box. It's gone. It's out of here. The box no longer exists. Okay. Everything we've done in the past is off the table and we're burning the table. You know, everything we've done, I don't care what it was. I don't care what it did for us. It's gone. Yeah, let's
0: rebuild.
1: And now let's rebuild. Let's rebuild. Let's come up with new ideas, new ways of thinking. Let's focus on what we need to focus on, the bottom line. And guess what? We're not going to spend a lot I'm going to hurt some other feelings. That's all right. We're not going to spend a lot of time figuring out a new mission statement and all these different pillars and stuff like that that we've done in corporations. I, I used to teach TQM, Deming series, all that kind of stuff. I don't do that anymore. What do we need to do? Bottom line. How do we do it? Okay, good. And the reason we're not going to take a lot of time developing that is because we're going to keep changing it.
0: Exactly. The iterative process.
1: The iterative process.
0: I'm a big fan. And I think, yeah, as nonprofits uh, can understand the iterative process and how to fail fast, take some of these techniques in the business community. They will get stronger faster.
1: I love that. Fail fast. Yes. I love that. Stealing. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Fail fast. Fail fast. Absolutely. Get out there and screw some things up. Exactly. You, know? you learn Absolutely. each time. But the environment has to be where that's okay. You know, and Good that's in, another, uh, uh, Pat Sitkins is coming out and he's, he's the author of uh, Brand Aid. It was a national bestseller. He's coming out with a book. There are two types of people and I'm doing a, a chapter in there. And you pick what your two types of people are. Mine was there are leaders that develop followers and leaders that develop leaders. And only one is a real leader.
0: Yeah, the one who develops leaders. The one that develops yeah.
1: leaders, absolutely. So that's what we got to work doing there too. And part of that is you've, if you wanna develop leaders, they've gotta be able to fail. It's gotta be okay. And that book will be coming out and I'll be putting a white paper about the 10 steps actually on my website when I can get to it. So again, get, get on my list. If you want yeah, to, be, you heard uh, it the, here. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's true. This is the first time I've announced that actually. Um, so if you want to, uh, if you want that, when it comes out, that'll probably be free. Just get on, get on my list at terielfossum.com. So then we develop our, our approach. What are the three most important things? And we just start doing them, come up with brand new ideas. How do we do that? How do we do that? We redid just as one example. Um, and I'll give, uh, I think, hopefully listeners an idea of, okay, how do you throw away the box? Is nationally, councils were, throwing, were, were selling their scout camps. Right. Because it is. Yeah, the, they
0: needed money, and that's where the, it was.
1: They needed money, that's where it was. And if you look at the numbers, that's the biggest draw on their budget. They're spending a lot of money on those scout camps. Okay, you need the money, that's what you do. Absolutely not.
0: Right, because you're never going to be able to buy it again.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You'll never buy it again. And, okay, but, but it's got to make sense. You know, again, this is a board of directors. They're, all of these nonprofits are a business, and, and we need to talk about what the goals are and how do you focus people on that. Remind me to come back at that. But how could we not only keep those camps, and by the way, there's huge battles for selling them right here. We have three. We're not a big council. We shouldn't have three right? We cannot see sup- Easton
0: still around
1: Easton still around. Well,
0: that's where I got my order of the arrow. I love yeah. it. I
1: love <laughs> it. You better. It is. You better. It is. Um, so we should sell two of them, right?
0: Makes sense. Yeah. If you're not that big and you can fit everyone in a, in a centralized location makes sense.
1: Absolutely. It does. And we get all those millions of dollars from it that will blow, right? We'll blow in the budget instead. What if, what if we threw away the box? Okay. Let's not just view these as scout camps, We have properties. We are landowners. What if these were outside event centers and indoor events? Every scout camp, what do they have? They've got a a chow hall, right? That's an event center with a commercial kitchen.
0: Money generating things to help. Yeah. Bingo. I I see it.
1: 100% non-scouting revenue. So it's looking at different ways to create revenue. And that's the biggest one that we fell on was we can create crazy revenue through that enough to overtake all of our other revenue streams?
0: Think how many people would want to have a wedding at one of these places? They're incredible.
1: They are incredible, and we have all <laughs> sorts of weddings there now at Camp Grizzly, Camp Coles, and Camp Easton. Lots of beautiful, gorgeous weddings. Absolutely, remote property. You talk about team building ideas for your for your your business for your nonprofit. What do we have at Scout camps? It's full of team building. It's what we do. You know, so it's amazing. You could have canoeing, shooting events, obviously all sorts of uh, maybe high ropes, low ropes, depending on the camp. You know, lashing, all this kind of fun stuff. Team building, team building, team building. I see it. Yeah, absolutely. So, by the way, for those interested in that, contact the local uh, Scout Council, Inland Northwest Council, uh, 509-325-4562. There we go. (laughs) Can you tell I've called it a lot? Um, So, because of that, now we've generated over six. Figures in new non-scouting revenue last year, and we haven't even started. I love that kind of
0: creative thinking I, in nonprofits. Like now that I've been involved uh, for a number of years now, that's one thing that I've I've just noticed mm-hmm. uh, that a lot of nonprofits are just great at outputs.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Just no one's measuring outcomes, and I'm thankful I work for one that really. Focuses on outcomes, you know, skills can, but that's something that I think that Nonprofits should really look at just because the government funds you or whoever your funders are tell you to do something Like what are you really doing good? uh, And I just want yeah I know we can do better good that and and part of the leadership training that you're talking about. I think I Don't know. It just feels like it's a similar conversation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely it is. And there, there's so many different ways. And, and again, I'll, I'll be excited to, to be able to get to that white paper and get it out to everybody because it's going to be, okay, you want to create leaders. What are the 10 steps for doing so? The, the chapter in Pat Sitkin's book, um, there are two types of people. Well, will have the first five in there. And uh, then I'm working on the book that'll be whatever I call it the point that's the developing leaders. And that's going to be fantastic, I think, to help a lot of people. Because again, now if we can take these—not just businesses, absolutely—you want to develop leaders. Nonprofits develop leaders.
0: Yeah, the the and the margins are so low. You yeah. have to be excellent. Yeah, that's the only way you're going to have lasting power. Yeah. yeah, And And we talk about goal setting, like it just being creative in your goals. Not that you're going to, you know, spend through the million dollars in grants that you got, but that you're actually going to change someone's life. Absolutely. Or, or whatever your mission is is for.
1: And and that's the important thing, and, and I teach this to corporations as well. You know, nonprofits, we've got a pretty good vision in our mind. What are we doing? You know, I boiled scouts down to, and they've got a big, long mission statement, which is cool. It's awesome. We turn boys and girls into honorable men and women. Bam. Bite size. Anybody can remember that statement, and it's right there. And if we don't do what we need to do, we won't reach those kids. There are kids out there that, and this is what I really pushed in here, there are kids out there that need scouting. Kids that need and if we don't do this, they won't get it. No. And then what'll happen? Same thing with all the nonprofits out there. Now for businesses, all too often if I ask a business owner, what do you do? They're gonna ask me what they make or what they serve like. We make widgets.
0: Cool. Yeah. Who cares? How many exactly how many uh, networking events that's exact conversation plays out over and over.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. And we need to talk about speaking, too, before we're done here. But that is absolutely right. Not to mention, it will not motivate your employees. Okay? A a fascinating thing is if, if you build a fire underneath somebody, they will stomp it out the moment you walk away. You build a fire inside of somebody, it'll burn forever. So that's our job. Even as a corporation, a business, who cares about what you're doing there? Your employee will work for x dollars plus one somewhere else unless they care and there's a lot of things that go into that but let's talk about the number one thing that you're making a difference everybody wants to make a difference absolutely so your widgets what happens if your widgets don't get made what happens to people let they lose their jobs well let's do the ox cart to even a company's mission statement and let's drive that home I was, I was working with one, um, a billing company, a medical billing company, actually, and doing a seminar for them. And I brought that up, you know, cause it's okay. We do medical billing, <sighs> right? Oh my God. Okay. What happens if these organizations that you're supporting, if things get screwed up, what happens if y'all mess up? Yeah, people die. People die. People let, let's take a moment. Let's internalize who those people are. We can just say people let's focus on get a face, get a face. That person's depending on you and you mess up or you don't do it or you don't care or what happened to them. Okay. Failure statement uh, scenario, success scenario. Let's think about all those organizations you're helping because you guys are doing such an amazing job here and why it is important that you're showing up ready to work and you forget about the office politics because that doesn't matter compared to saving somebody's life or whatever it is that your main mission truly is. If you can focus your employees, that's critical. Now, let's talk about part of your external advertising. We're going a little little off here, but that's okay. What is the Olive Garden? What's their saying?
0: Soups and breadsticks, what comes to mind to me. Well, it's
1: (laughs) when you're here, your family. There you go. When you're here, your family. Family. They want you to have that feeling right there. Absolutely. So they're not just selling soups and breadsticks, which are very good but your family, they want you to feel that. What's the saying for ACE hardware?
0: Yeah, apparently they haven't uh, co-opted my brain very well because I don't know. I'll be darned, I'll be
1: darned. <laughs> ACE is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Yes, it is. There you go, there you go. When I'm doing a project, first of all, I'm terrible at projects, I'm horrible, okay? So I'm ter- you go
0: three times every time you start oh, a project? Oh,
1: minimum, <laughs> minimum. And I can go, I know I want to go to ACE is the place with the helpful hardware folks because they're going to be helpful, so that's, that's where they're taking, not we, we sell hardware to, no, we're helpful. So that, that's how they're using this concept. And yet so many companies don't. So that's another thing that I, that I work with companies on out there as well. And nonprofits really need to internalize this and drive this home. Put a face to it. Put a face to it, what you're really doing. You want your volunteers to be all in? Put a face to it. Your donors? Put a face to it. Everybody, your obviously your staff, put a face to it.
0: Wise words. I really appreciate
1: that. I've, I've learned how, um, out of messing up a whole lot, so you know.
0: <laughs> well, we appreciate you sharing that, and I know our times uh, come into an end here. And I'm wondering, are there any like uh, parting thoughts that you would uh, like to let our audience know, or anything on your mind?
1: Two two quick things. Um, public speaking is critical. If you want to be able to get your message out, it's critical. I also have a book on that. I'm not just necessarily here to promote the book because, you know, quite frankly, frankly, I'm doing okay. Uh, But it's called The Simple Guide to Public Speaking Without Losing Your Lunch. Well,
0: everyone's so afraid of public speaking. That is just, that's true. It's not a, yeah, an idiom people say, it's just, it's truth. The majority of people have a tough time.
1: And I do too. I have a trick that I use every single, before this thing, I used it. Okay. There is a trick, and it's not look at your audience like they're naked. No, 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 God no. Um, there is a trick that has changed so many people's lives within minutes. And it's it's in there. And this is important. Too many CEOs suck at public speaking. Too many spokespeople suck at public speaking. You've got to master this. You've got to be good at it. But the number one thing is don't worry about the words. Worry about the feeling. Yeah. It's all you're not never speak to inform, speak to inspire, speak to inspire action. That's, that's critical for your audience as well. And then the the last thing is just never give up, never give up, keep going. It's too important. Focus, do your failure scenario, your success scenarios, do your action plan, help other people do it, get the book. It'll really help you do it. When the coaching get on my list, when the coaching comes out, that's going to be helpful. But what you're doing is too important not to. So please, whatever you do, when the self doubts come in, when the frustrations come in the 25th, no, and every other excuse gets in the way and tries to make you believe you can't do it no, no, blow it off. Keep going and guard your attitude. Like your life depends on it because it does.
0: Terry, thank you. Thank you for sharing time with us today. How do our listeners access your content? And make sure they're up to speed. What's you, your website?
1: You bet, Fossum dot com. I'm not very creative. Terry dot <laughs> and and look on there. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna strike that. A better one at this point, at this moment, that this will come out is going to be UltimateDrivingForce dot com. Ultimate Driving Force, because that's where I've got the, the access. I think into get on my my list, and I'm gonna do something that audio series that uh, is going to be for 450 bucks. I'm gonna I'm doing a, I did a pre release it's off the market now nobody can access it It's four and a half hours of me um but it's not just that it's me it's everything well, I love I- it
0: this half hour has been
1: amazing <laughs> well it's everything I've learned from a whole lot of people and a whole lot of experiences a whole lot of failures a whole lot of successes you know um and what I'm gonna do for the listeners of this podcast because of what your mission is which I really appreciate it I'm gonna open it back up for very short time only uh truly it'll be about open for forty eight hours once you guys let me know when this goes out forty eight hours um and instead of the 450 price and by the way i get 10 grand an hour to speak okay just to set value to this is all i'm doing I'm not bragging just setting value to the stupid thing um i think 98 bucks
0: that is such a gift
1: for we work. are
0: so grateful thank you well you
1: guys are amazing and you're doing amazing work and it will help you do that work so much more so we'll, we'll go on to uh, ultimatedrivingforce.com, and i'll make that available for 48 hours when this when this podcast comes out
0: Terry L. Fossum. What a gift. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you all so much. I really appreciate you.